What about the Christmas tree? How's the Christmas tree? Christmas tree, tree looks good. You need some bulbs. Yeah, well, we're going to put some stuff you on it. Do we character. need more bulbs, you think? You don't, you don't have... Do, does it need more lights? I don't think it necessarily needs more light. I mean, you can always have... You never... Too many lights on a Christmas tree. Uh, so we've got, we've got Christmas balls to put upon the tree. Okay. Yeah, it needs that and... We're not done. It it's a working it project. Smell like a Christmas, like a real Christmas tree in here. Did did you smell it? No. Normally they like carry an aroma with. Uh, how's your sense of smell right now, Mike? Uh, I mean, it's always been bad. Why? Does it smell like pine in here? I don't know. Uh -oh. I, don't think, I don't think it does. I don't think it smells like a Christmas tree. Have you had an exposure? heard that what? welcome what? to two dollars steak i welcome to two dollars steak you didn't count us down a pro i did pro wrestling podcast i am your host aaron varnum joining me today as always mike yep toll bear he, he counted you down mike Thank you, Tolbert. Not the second time. No, I did. I did. Well, it didn't, we you didn't need it. Stepped. We did not need it. I balked. Are you saying I'm like a, yeah, a yeah, major league? I'm, I'm, I'm taking my base. Uh, a major league baseball first. player? Uh, and Cookie. Why can't we be friends, guys? Uh, we we are uh, the best of friends. That's why we hate each other all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's why, yes. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to the show. Uh, so we're starting off a little bit different this week. Uh, it, it has been a really heavy week, man. It's like kind of felt like things have not been going any of our ways. Like it, it just kind of started off weird. We had had a friend, uh, a dear friend of the podcast, uh, go through some health concerns over the last month. And it kind of felt pretty dire when like we first heard about it. And we, there was some hope spots in there and kind of, we, we thought that he was going to be able to pull through. But but anyways, this week, uh, we lost our friend. He was a rugby teammate to us. His name was Mark Mueller. He um, he was a good friend to all of us, all, all four of us. And uh, it, it was just kind of a it, – it's been a rough week. We got to get together for the most part. Yesterday, he was a, a part owner of Waterline Brewery who sponsors the – Cape Fear Rugby Club and we got together and do like a little celebration of his life yesterday but it has been a heavy week I think for all of us right uh yeah I mean I think like it, it's been like those low tones of heavy ever since we got the news that he went into the hospital yeah um and then yeah you're kind of like not you know I don't know you just kind of those first couple of days you know you're getting updates every day yep. and then it kind of like lulls out and so you're you know kind of curious what's going on but you know in the back of your mind that you know it's like well he's still in the hospital so yeah like you said there's there's the ups and downs and like the like going from icu to the step down unit back to the icu back to the step down back to the icu and it was like what was it like was it Thursday or Wednesday night that we got the word that he was going back to the ICU and it just I think it was Wednesday night and I think Thursday is kind of like when we kind of got the the, the yeah. final few updates that the things were not going so yeah it was it was a little heavy yeah like you were saying and I know Tolbert you you had a, a, a lot of relationships with him like a good relationship yeah. oh yeah and, and, you know he's uh, I'm in the beer industry and I have been for years so the local you know craft brew scene uh if you will and so like i i knew him on that level as well as well as rugby and everything else so someone i saw almost on a day-to-day -day basis right you know just downtown and working at cape fear and going to fermental you know going all around town yeah you know, i mean he, he played a, a, a big a big part in our rugby club as well yeah he did he did and he was also that kind of guy where you know, uh, if you found out you were going on any kind of adventure, he was going to tag along, right? <laughs> Invited or not, which <laughs> uh, he's coming. So, uh, yeah, yeah, spent a lot of time with him, lots of adventures. Uh, he'll be missed. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you wanted to throw him out of the boat. You're in, in with him, right. but I mean, you still right. had an amazing time. Always made you laugh. So that that has kind of been one of the things that that has been heavy on our hearts this week. I know it, it's a little different of us to kind of start off 
with this sort of thing to, to start off the podcast. But I, I think the first 15 minutes of our podcast have always been what is going on in the lives of us. And I think that a lot of people, even if you're not a wrestling fan, if you listen to us, you listen not because you're a wrestling fan, but, but you care about us as people. I, I, if that sounds a little egotistical, yeah, well, I mean, but, but it is true. That's why I, I don't think we have a ton of, well, we don't have a ton of listeners. No, not I don't at all. think we have a ton of listeners that maybe don't know us on some kind of level. Right. Um, and I know, I know there's probably a couple out there, but We're not just walking dick jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, right. so for the We're most, humans, yeah. Like I feel like <laughs> when you, cause you called and you're, you know, should we do a podcast? Should we not? And I'm like, well, I mean, one of the things that, one, Mark wouldn't want us not to do a podcast. Right. And two, right. Um, I don't know. I feel like this podcast and different times over the last year and a half, we've utilized to kind of just cathartically express ourselves and how we feel and what's going on in our lives and whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. So, you know, and the other thing is, you know, wrestling, at least for me in the last, I mean, I've only been a recent fan, but it kind of helps you you know, escape reality a little bit. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I was like, no, I definitely want to still do it. Yeah. So anyway, so, so let, let's go back to the week and let's kind of like get back into the swing of things here on $2 steak. Um, earlier this week, Tolbert and I had a date. Yeah. I took, I took Barnum out fan, all fancy. Like, he he dressed me up. He didn't get any. I didn't give a. I didn't no. put out at the end of the day. Oh, oh, I tried. But, but Tolbert ended the day with a giant erection. <laughs> right, right, right. So Tolbert, tell tell us what happened uh, on Wednesday night. All right. So um, we had dinner at Dram Yard, which is a local restaurant. Um, really, uh, really nice place. And this is the first time they've opened their dining room since March. And this is where my wife works. And. Um, they were rolling out their new menu, inviting friends and family to come in and kind of experience the dinner service, you know, to give feedback and just to say, hey, this is a preview of what we're going to do. So it was like a five or six course dinner that we had. Um, and it was awesome. You know, drank some cocktails, hung out. Um, we we're having a very nice dinner. My wife is waiting on us as well and taking very good care of us. And in the middle of this nice dinner, Aaron breaks out his phone to watch wrestling. <laughs> it was Wednesday night. Winter is coming. I, I wanted to watch professional wrestling. To be it fair, was funny. So. It was a pay-per-view level dynamite episode. So. That, that's true. It, yes, that's it true. was. It was. And I'm glad he did because of what we saw. It, you know, no one minded. It was um, very limited seating there. We're in our own little kind of cubicle type thing that they have set up. So we're in our own little world. It's awesome. Um, he's got his phone propped up there, you know, so we can watch it. No sound or anything. We don't want to be completely Those disrespectful. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, we're casually enjoying it over fine conversation and great food. Um, about right before dessert, man. So we're into it, man. I'm feeling great as well. Um, the conversation, we kind of got rolling, and we're not really paying attention to wrestling. And I look down, and there's just a sting on the phone. There's just sting. <laughs> On the phone. I was fucking yelled in the restaurant. No, 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 no. You did yell <laughs> in the restaurant. He sounded like Tony Schiavone. He did, it sting. It sting. Is it sting? Holy shit, it sting. Baby, his wife, was like, what the hell is going on here? And then my girlfriend was like giggling because shit was happening. Yeah, I just look and th there he is. There he is. So we were at dinner, so we didn't get the full, you know, effect of everything that had happened. Uh, so I went home and watched the YouTube clip about 25 times. <laughs> and I, I would think that that is safe to say that it is 100% true yeah. because I did like, you were very adamant, like about talking in the group chat. You're usually kind of a little bit set back, but that night you were so involved <laughs> with the group chat because you were so excited about Sting. Yep. 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 He's back, baby. He's back. And now, Cookie, did you get to experience uh, Dynamite Live like the rest of us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diane and I were uh, watching it together, and we were like, holy shit, that is Sting. Like, that is Sting. Like, it was crazy. I don't know. Did Diane know who Sting was? No, of course she didn't. I had to explain <laughs> who it was. I was like, he's the guy from WCW. That Tolbert's so in love with? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I, I showed her the messages and everything. I was like, Tolbert's got an erection right now. 
Now, your little twink-loving heart. What, what did you think when uh, him and uh, Darby had that face-to-face showdown? I will say, it's like father and son. get caught going through your dad's stuff. <laughs> Is that no, my makeup? <laughs> who, I don't know who said the meme, but the meme was hilarious of Sting... <laughs> Being a dad that came home after what twenty years of going to the grocery store and never- <laughs> yeah for the cigarettes for the cigarettes I was like yeah that's pretty good Cookie did you have any bubbles popped this week Oh oh I almost forgot about my bubble I watched The Grinch for the first time not the cartoon ever? Yeah like, first time ever I've never like seen OG Grinch Jim Carrey Grinch or the so, new cartoon Grinch So I watched the last two. This weekend. So you uh, had never seen The Grinch before? No, I've never seen Jim Carrey's Grinch. No, what no. about the cartoon? I watched the cart. Do you talk about the original one? Yes. I watched that one last year for the first time. So I, this I don't understand how you go recent. through life not seeing The Grinch. They literally showed that in my school like once a year. Yeah. Really? It's they, not they, a racial they, thing. He's green. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no clue why I never watched it. My, okay, maybe this is why. My dad never liked Jim Carrey, so maybe that's why. Yeah, your my parent, dad didn't either. Yeah, you know, so your parent has to take you to those movies. If yeah. he didn't want to go see it, he ain't going, going to go see it. You know what I mean? Can I can I uh, date myself for a second, Cookie? What are you talking about? Can I, no, can I yes. tell you how old I am? Yeah, go ahead. The first date I ever had in my entire life was taking a girl to see The Grinch with Jim Carrey on opening night at the wow. Carolina Beach uh, movie theater. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I was a ninth grader in high school. We held hands. Did she get, I was I say she should give you a hand job. I was getting handies, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 man. This was this was uh, church going Aaron at the time, you know, church going Aaron, like we probably prayed together before dude, the movie. That's the we only reason I went to youth group was to get handies. Oh well I didn't. I, I definitely was a very uh, good good child up until about <laughs> up until I got my Eagle Scout and then once I got my Eagle Scout I kinda went a little wild after that. Uh huh. There's the teenage angst. Anyway, let me get let me get to this real quick because I got to shout out Travis. I, Travis, I, I sent him a, I sent an Instagram story of you know me watching The Grinch, Jim Carrey's for the first time. Right? I, said, I said, is it wrong that this is the first time I'm watching it? And he said, yes. There's something wrong with it. He said, I want a play by play report on this Grinch versus the new Grinch, the 2018 like the cartoon version. Right. And he, he said it was shit. He said it was complete trash, the new one. The new one? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to about 20 minutes of that movie, and then I, I texted Travis, and I said, Travis, this movie is hot garbage. It is fucking booty cheeks. You were so right. <laughs> I fucking hate the new Grinch. I have, I, I have a, a long list of things that, I mean, it could take a whole podcast on, basically. I like hate the, the movie so much. The new cartoon Grinch. Like, I, there was the new a new one. cartoon Grinch? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Elliot seems to like that movie. I'm Elliot's not- a child. <laughs> yeah, true. There's, a, like, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't finish it. And Travis said he couldn't finish it either. It was that bad. Oh, well, well, there you go. And, and I will tell you that Travis throughout the group chat this week was also very excited uh, for the Sting return. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 he and, and we'll talk about that in the, the social media update, <laughs> yeah. I, I take it? Yeah, probably. Mike, did you have anything happen this week? Um, no, I mean, obviously, I got to watch the Sting debut live as well. I was kind of, you know, just kind of zoning out watching some um, stuff. I really didn't give a shit about the Cody Rhodes match before, like, the whole lead in so right. i wasn't paying attention on that obviously you see the lights go out you gotta like all right let me let me look up from my phone and kind of look i'm like all right ah! this, is pretty, this is pretty cool what's uh what's what's gonna happen something's happening and then do that shot where sting's coming out of the tunnel and the yeah. snow is falling yeah i was like holy shit it's sting and like i obviously don't have like the childhood memories that, that some of you guys have with sting but i felt a little a little something in my heart. When he pulled that nice. baseball bat out of his trench coat. Woo! Yes. I can mark the fuck out. <laughs> well, um, but there yeah, you go. I, I, you know, I went golfing on Saturday. Good. How'd you Shot do? an 80. That's pretty I good. I birdied every par five. Good. Which is like hard to do. I was pretty happy with myself. 
I was go. I was a foot and a half away from an albatross. I don't know. You don't. You guys don't give a shit. But somebody out there who golfs might actually know what that means, and so I hope they're happy for me. I missed the eagle putt, but I tapped in birdie. I I know nothing about what you speak of, and neither does Cookie, who is very oh, into the lingo of of golf. That's disco. That's oh, that's right. That's right. That's, wow. that's worked golf. That's unathletic golf. You know what? <laughs> that's it's fucking what? stoner golf. <laughs> I'm going to start a disc golf podcast and it's going to compete against this. You're going to get less listeners than we have. I don't know, man. There, there's a, I'm sure there's a niche out there. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like there's probably he's like gonna a review big, the weights on the discs and be like, I don't even know anything about discs. release. I don't points, elbow articulation. <laughs> oh, before we, before we start talking about professional wrestling this week, um, Last week, you and I had a little disagreement about who is a good cook and who is not. Well, I didn't. It wasn't a good cook versus bad cook. It's just that I'm a better. I'm for well, you're a bad cook. Yeah, okay, all right. So today, or no, yesterday, your wife pulled me aside, and she told me that I have to tell you that you don't fucking cook around the fucking house, and that is why you are not qualified to say you are a good cook. Uh, I'm an excellent cook and I'm an amazing barbecuer. I, I don't cook because I'm in school and I work full time. <laughs> that is your excuse for literally everything in life. <laughs> I mean, I cook on the weekends. Anyways. Oh, speaking of school, we had our finals this week. We have got two months off. You're going to be needing to cook all the time now. I'm going to go to the gym and try to get my body back into shape. It's Okay. Yep. With, with the numbers going up like they are. It's like a warehouse. I'm going to go at like 10 o'clock. I'm going to wear my mask. I'm just going to do what I got to do. Okay. So you can fart and, and, and not have to smell it. Yeah. I wish I would have been wearing a mask that day. But. All right. Let's talk about professional wrestling. <laughs> Hold on. Snuff. Stop. Stop. No, I'm not holding on. That is going to be in the show. <laughs> Look at the goddamn couch. She just licks the fucking gut for no reason. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> snuffy that's how you get covid <laughs> stop licking it all right for our first match of the evening we have got pat patterson uh, and uh, <laughs> I can't even think now. And, and Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter and Pat Patterson. Alley fight. Alley fight. <laughs> May 4th, 1981. Woo! Sounds like a bunch of cats. May the 4th be with you. All right. Madison Square Garden. I have no idea what led up to this. Um, I don't know, but there was some bad blood between them. Figuratively and literally. I uh, I was going to try to scope out kind of like I did last week and get a little... In- inside information but uh you know school and all (laughs) (laughs) you're so full of shit you're just lazy mike you're just fucking lazy this is uh one fall to win the contest no referee no holds barred um sergeant (laughs) sergeant slaughter is from south carolina do you know where in south carolina uh paris island but he's really not from it's a worked Oh, it's just like his whole like military thing. Yeah, stolen valor. Stolen, stolen valor. <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, Slaughter's clearly the heel yeah. for multiple reasons. Um, yeah, I, I I don't understand this because he, I, I know he was like you know back and forth a little bit, but like how can you boo an American veteran? <laughs> well, I mean he was a Vietnam allegedly. They got booed a lot. Well, allegedly a veteran. <laughs> um, he's he's weighing in just over 300 pounds. He comes out with like a wizard dude. What was that about? That guy's name was the wizard. He'd be like... That, he, that, he, he was like a, a why manager. Why is a fucking military guy hanging out with this like wizard? I don't know, man. South Carolina, maybe he was a grand wizard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they wear the green cloaks, right? <laughs> Thank you, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat Patterson out of San Francisco, California, only weighing in at 237. A svelte 230. And I, we will get to this later. He did not look 237. He looked thick. Yeah. I would have 260. Yeah, at least. 
Um, big weight disadvantage here. A little, little height disadvantage. Patterson's a little shorter than Sergeant Slaughter. Um, but they're not having to wear ring attire. It's no holds bar. So Patterson comes out and he's got his <laughs> I Heart New York shirt on. Like got, a traditional I Heart New York shirt. Classic. Probably got it at the airport when he flew in. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, and he's got cowboy boots. Why? <laughs> it's a cheap pop, man. Like walking out into Madison Square Garden, not with your own T-shirt on, but with I love New York shirt. Hey, you know what? The crowd loved Pat They Patterson. did, man. They were all about um, it. This is probably one of the hottest crowds I've had in a while. I mean, that includes the Puerto Rico crowd yeah. from last week. Um, you know, match starts. Patterson starts kicking the shit yeah. out of Sergeant. Like yeah. beating him down. Punches, kicks, haymakers, boots to the face, boots to the stomach, kicks to the – like, just literally destroying Sergeant Slaughter. And you're like, holy shit, is this going to be just like a squash? Like, what is what is going on here? Um, You know, Slaughter tries to reverse it at one point, hits a haymaker on the, the ring post because Patterson got out of the way. Patterson just can, then continues to beat the shit out right. of Sergeant Slaughter. And I'm talking the crowd is electric. Like – the only thing it was missing is the um, bulb flashes. Yeah. You know, like Stone Cold comes out, yeah. WrestleMania, whatever, all those bulb flashes. That's the only thing this was missing. Um, but, yeah, the crowd is hyped. Um, and for the most – that's first third of the match. Slaughter's just getting his ass beat. Very much so. And, and like, there would be, like, little things. Pat would, like, take his belt off, and, like, the crowd would go ape shit well, even more. And that's – so, Pat – in, a little bit into this, Pat pulls his belt off, and before he even hits him, crowd's going wild. And Pat just starts whipping the shit out of Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> and not like – I mean, he hit a couple across the back, but he, at one point he's, like, crossing him up across his chest and into his neck. Like, have you ever been hit with a belt? Yeah. Have you ever been hit with a belt? As a child. In the yeah, neck? Yeah, many times. <laughs> not in the neck. Howard how, how had better aim than that. <laughs> um, Sorry, Father, if, if you get a, a DSS call because of this show. Um. You know, Slaughter, being the heel that he is, being where they are, takes it upon himself to remove the I Heart New York shirt <laughs> from Patterson's body. This is where we get a good little view of the, the thickness of Pat Patterson. Right? And by the way, this is only the – well, if you count the Braun Panties match, this is only the second Pat Patterson match that I've watched. I watched a couple clips of his, like, real early stuff on YouTube this, year, uh, this week because he passed away. Um, I think this is the first actual like worked match <laughs> that we watched because the yeah. Braun Panties was kind of like more of a, a joke. You yeah, know? yeah. And this so, is hey pa Patterson's he's a workhorse man. Yeah, uh, there was only like one little botch on a kick where like you could clearly tell you didn't connect. But um, but yeah, I mean he's just beating the shit out of him. Um, they go to the top rope at one point, or Patterson goes to the top rope and just lands this massive boot on Sergeant Slaughter's face. Crowd goes wild. So what's Patterson do? He just does it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Crowd's loving it. Hey, hey, brother, let me go ahead. I'm just going to hit that one more time. All right, bro? Go ahead and set yourself up. That's the psychology <laughs> of the 70s. Like, oh, we're just going to do it again. Hey, man, if crowd loves it, do it twice. Yeah. Um, Slaughter eventually does toss Pat Patterson over the top rope. <laughs> Pat's got this fucking cheesy smile on his face. <laughs> Like it's that it's that smile like where I mean you're playing in a football game or something like that and like you know the crowd's just like eating it up you're having the time of your life you know like this this is why I love professionals yeah. and yeah Patterson's just laying flat back bumped off the off or on the ground just like smiling over the ceiling because he knows he knows he's over he's over pal he's over and he knows he's gonna go over <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to do what's coming up next yeah Patterson. Um, Gets back in, tosses Slaughter into the post. What's that? What's that move called? Irish whip? No, no, no. It's like where he's like, like sets him up and he lands out on his back and like launches um, Sergeant Slaughter with his legs up into the, the post. Like a back? I, I, I don't know. Oh, you watch the match. I did, yeah, because Jesus I was Christ. I was it's like a catapult. It's like a catapult. Yeah, a catapult. There you go, Cook. Thank you. Oh, I, yeah, this man. is why Cookie's a better play-by-play -play than Aaron. Sorry, man. I have to see what you're talking about. I can't like. Pull facts out of the, the air. Either way, Sergeant Slaughter busted open. Yo, can I say how smooth he was with that blade job? I mean, I mean he went complete, like, tra mass transit across his forehead. Well, he, he, when he went into it, as soon as he put 
Like he had it in his hand. And as soon as he hit, he did that. And it was all one motion. And it was the smoothest job I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, busting out. Like just gushing blood. Awesome. Yes. Loved it. Um, Patterson, you know, crowd's going wild. Sees that his opponent is wounded. Starts punching him in the face. <laughs> Beats Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> even more. Just whooping his, this grown man's ass. Um, Slaughter, you know, no holds barred. He's got he's to do something, right? He, he's, right. We talked about wobbly leg guys last wobbly, week. Wobbly leg. He's kind of like Dusty Rhodes right yeah, there. Wobbly yeah. leg. Go uh, wobbly. Sergeant Slaughter, he's trying to get to his feet. He's, he's struggling. He gets to his feet. He probably because probably he's losing all his blood. He can't fucking stand. Yeah. And he pulls out some brass knuckles. And he's just swinging wildly. He does connect at one point with, right. with Patterson's face. But for the most part, Patterson's blocking punch, block, punch, block, punch. Just beating the shit out of Sergeant Slaughter. And much to the, the beauty and, um, you know, the, the crowd just loved it. Right. Um, at one point, Pat Patterson goes full Dory Funk in Puerto Rico. Pulls, Dude. Pulls that boot off. And start smashing Sergeant Slaughter in the face with it. I was going to bring this up that you had two weeks in a row, a loaded boot was, lo- was, was a finish to your match. Um, yeah. So Patterson is just ragdolling Slaughter around. Um, at one point, they get to the apron. There's so much blood, they slip. <laughs> um, That's so gross. It's so gross. Did you, you caught this. Right? Yes, Sergeant it's Slaughter so gross. slips on his own blood, falls onto the cameraman. It's so gross. <laughs> The camera shot goes from like <laughs> looking at the wrestlers up on the apron to just the ceiling. So they cut really, they they cut really quickly to the like the hard cam, right? And you can see the like cable guy like having to like pull cable really quickly, and and then like the policeman has to like aid this guy to get the camera back and stand back up. Can you imagine three hundred pounds of bloody dead weight just just landing on top of you? No, no, I can't. Well, yeah, I can. I've played against Bryce in, in, a, in a rugby match. Yeah, but it wasn't covered in blood. Uh, anyway, so, you know, crowd's going wild. Sergeant Slaughter is on his last legs. Patterson's choking him out. And what do we know? The Grand Wizard takes his hood <laughs> off and throws it into the fucking ring. No, it was a towel. He threw, his, <laughs> he threw, he threw a towel. Threw in the Not towel. his hood. And, of course, you know, Patterson – Casually doesn't see the towel, so he gives Sergeant Slaughter a couple more licks before the bell rings. Uh, you know, I've always heard in bar fights, you got to casually act like, you know, you know it's not getting broken up, and you just got to get a couple more in. Yeah. So, uh, Patterson just literally beat the shit out of Sergeant Slaughter. It was pretty uh, – it was fun. Knowing a little bit of the, the stolen valor history that I do <laughs> of Sergeant Slaughter, I appreciated that Patterson, you know, d- took, like, took a tune. Pat Patterson, thank you for your service. Uh, the greater good. Thank you, Pat Patterson, RIP. Uh, so let's talk about some, some social media. I have to go run and uncover our dinner for this evening. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll get to social media. Um, but first, let me talk about how terrible Aaron is as a cook that he had to go and buy take and bake food. Take and bake food for the TakeOver pay-per-view war games tonight. Um, Terrible. So Aaron has no room to talk at all. Uh, did he go to the bad. new the Bottega place or whatever? That, Bodega? That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see how this is. This is a new, uh, a new it, small business in the in the neighborhood. It does smell good. It is a local take and bake shop who do, specializes in like different culinary cuisines. Apparently, um, today is Mexican Mexican casserole. Um, we'll see if Aaron fucked it up or not. So, oh boy, gave us a free loaf of bread too on the way out. <laughs> Odalay. <laughs> All right. And an apple crisp. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put that apple crisp and some uh, goat cheese uh, uh, like balls that he. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> They're called goat cheese balls, man. Anyway, <laughs> social media, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at number two dollar steak underscore uh, Instagram. We're up to 149 followers. Apparently, Tolbert's one post of Sting, which I will say captioned the best that you can do. Captioned <laughs> <laughs> was the favorite. My, my favorite. Sting is here. Fuck you, 2020. <laughs> With the middle finger emoji. 
Yeah. Scorpion so, emoji. <laughs> everybody loved it. He's got 18 likes. Apparently got two followers. <laughs> because of that one. <laughs> and that was our solo post. I did want to apologize. I did say I was going to tweet out the picture of Aaron in his game gear. I did not get to that yet. Um, I may never get to it. So <laughs> well, it, is, it is it is a Christmas photograph, so maybe closer maybe to maybe closer uh, Christmas. to Christmas. Um I believe it, it's such maybe a good I'm photo. trying to just, you know, egg one of our listeners to just be like, hey, can you just post the fucking game gear photo? <laughs> it's that one listener is yeah, I don't I don't know who it would be. Um and then uh I took it upon myself. I mean, Aaron, you had a great sting Simpsons combo Thank pick. You. Thank you. Um care to explain that. Uh, so, <clears throat> in The Simpsons, there was an episode, Bart sold his soul. Uh, he sold his soul to Millhouse. Millhouse then sold it for Pogs. <laughs> Alf Pogs. Remember Alf? Alf He's Pogs. back. <laughs> in pod, Pog form. I fucking love that episode so much. And he has a handful of Alf Pogs. And uh, I said, remember Sting? He's back. <laughs> And we did get to see the many faces of Sting, including the Joker Sting. I know. I put Joker Sting on there. I put, uh, I think I put, I think I put every single version of Sting. You you got Surfer Sting, Joker Sting, Red Face Sting. That's that's Wolfpack, yeah. Wolfpack Sting. Uh, You got AEW Sting. You don't have Crow Sting. Oh. No. Well, okay. Maybe I didn't get everybody. I mean, kind of. I think you... You wanted. I think you were going for a subtle dig at Tolbert with the Joker Sting when you could have put. Yes, I, I think I was too. Joker Sting is pretty terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was, I thought it was kind of cool. Shut up, Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, I I made a couple of little funny tweets this week regarding how excited Tolbert and Travis <laughs> were regarding Sting's return. One of them was said, you know, it's it's three days since Sting returned to TNT. Tobert and Travis are consulting doctors because their erections have lasted longer than 48 hours. <laughs> How's that boner now, Colbs? Uh, still there. <laughs> it hurts. <And> another one that, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> another one that I kind of liked. Um, you know, four days since Sting returned to TNT, Tobert and Travis have left their wives and will be following AEW Dynamite around wearing their Starcade Stinger shirts. <laughs> it's going to be like fucking deadheads following AEW <laughs> around. We're Stingheads, brother. Where the road crew is just like, these fucking dudes, man. It's like, <laughs> Tober, maybe you should you just bring them a joint and they'll let you backstage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, through all of it, you know, Twitter, we're up to 305 followers. So, you know, Good. we will continue with our fun banter. I mean, Twitter changed their algorithms again. So, like, we're just, it's just hard to get traction on anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you feel free to interact with us, talk to us. Make us feel special. Make us feel like, you know. (laughs) Stroke our egos. We're not just talking into (laughs) the abyss that is the wrestling Twitter and wrestling community podcast. Because, you know, there's only a few of us out here. And they always, like, put us in a mass, like, tweet with everybody else. They're like, hey, shout out to our boys over. And it's like, you've never listened to us once. like 26 (laughs) other wrestling podcasts. That nobody's ever listened to. Talking about a cheap fucking pop. Hey, uh, thanks, dude. Thanks for the yeah, shout well, out. Well, I think the, the worst part is the ones who are like, hey, we're doing good, man. Hope you are too. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> no, <you're not. laughs> you haven't been late since March. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I, I refuse to respond to those. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, I want to block and delete, but they follow us. It's a follower. Yeah, it's a follower. Um, that is our social media update. <laughs> do you have any shits? I give zero shits. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. you are a full-time student and a full-time father. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, we, we know Well, that. part-time father. Part-time father. I'm doing my best. I work full-time. <laughs> my, my, I'm doing my best. My wife is an angel and a saint. A cooking angel. And you know what? Hey, she's, she's stepping her game up. It's awesome. Okay, I good. really appreciate it. So, yeah, you know, it's like trying to – tis the season. Trying to be merry and be happy. Um you know, maybe my creative juices will flow over the next two months. Maybe I'll find some advertisers again. You won't. I have. Yeah, we we haven't had any advertisers in a while. So. I know, man. Advertisement was my favorite segment of the show. It takes a lot of creative genius to come up with those. Does it? I mean, and I like you know, I don't know if I can ever top Rubber Ducky. So I, I remember where where I was when that one happened. Anyways, uh, you're done. I'm you're done. done for the night. My gimmick's over. 
tonight for the strong style. And Cookie, forgive me if I have to get up and actually have to take the food out of the oven during this segment. Oh, I love you. Nice. Mike will take over if I do. Okay. Uh, Cookie, your match was Kurt Angle against Samoa Joe. Aaron, why are you laughing? I, did you enjoy this match? Let me ask you that first. Uh, I did. In some ways, yes. Say what? I feel a butt coming. I feel like you're going to say, I like this match, but. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I never really watched Kurt Angle's initial run in TNA. Yeah. And I never really saw Samoa Joe's initial run in TNA. Oh, wow. And I think the presentation was a little weird for both of them. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it? Oh, wow. Yeah. You missed out on a phenomenal feud because your boy Cookie watched it live. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you did. I watched it fucking loser. every week on uh, what was it? Uh, the what was the men's channel called? Spike. Spike, Spike TV. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For men. Samoa Joe. <laughs> men. Don't you, you watch? Like bathed in axe watching Spike TV, <laughs> <laughs> eating Fruit Loops. Can somebody just Dude, say, and, and they, Cheetos, Fruit Loops, and Cheetos? When did when did TNA transition from the the six ring sided ring to the four ring? Okay, so they transitioned when Hulk Hogan started with the promotion because the brother wouldn't job to a six sided ring, and I I swear to God that's a thing. Yeah. He was like, I ain't gonna. Well, he doesn't job to anybody. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna work a match in a six sided ring. So there you go. Interesting, man. Yeah. Them ropes through tight, brother. <laughs> anyway, Samoa Joe, he's on a 17-month undefeated streak. He's white hot at the time. And he's beaten everyone except for Kurt Angle. And Hulk. I mean, this is a match made in heaven. You got two submission specialists going head-to-head. And Joe, at this time, he had this angle going on where he busted up Christopher Daniels to start the run, the undefeated streak. And uh, he beat him up so bad with a chair that he would bring that same blood-soaked towel with him to the ring as a trophy. And oh. it was just fucking awesome to watch in, in, in middle school because you're like, holy shit, like, this is real. You know, that's the that's, – that's, yeah. that's um, and he would keep the same tape, and the tape would be bloody and disgusting, and he just kept it for over uh, over 17 months, and it was just a fucking visual to watch, seeing Samoa Joe just run roughshod through the division, you know? But Kurt, I mean, Kurt still, he's the man. Uh, he's got a lot of juice left at this point in his career. And he was also I, probably juiced up, because I think that's the reason why they uh, got rid of him in uh, WWE. Oh, yeah, he definitely Some Drug was. usage. I mean, he went through, like, what, two neck surgeries in the WWE and then left and to wrestle yeah. for 10 years? Yeah, I, I remember when getting online and seeing that TNA actually signed Kurt Angle, and I was astonished that that happened. Well, I, the, the word around town was that he was going to retire. Like, he was right. done. Like, right. He could not do this anymore. But, I mean, apparently he still had the juice, literally. Anyway. Uh, the build-up for this match, man, it was just it was serious, long-time, long-term storytelling, something you don't see a lot of, uh, and it was just a phenomenal match. But let's get to the countdown. Cookies, top four, number one. All right, man. First one on the list isn't even a wrestling spot. It's from Supercell Earl. Earl Habner, <laughs> the referee. Joe is in the ring after taking out Angle with the still the still steps bump or whatever it was. But Earl, Earl's the man. He's in the ring mouthing off to Joe, telling him who it is, like tell him who the man is. And Joe doesn't say a word. He just fakes like he's about to backhand the shit out of Earl. And what does Earl do? He pulls a Mr. Perfect. He staggers back, puts his hand up, starts cowering. It was beautiful, man. You get a you get an Earl bump. So, <laughs> Sorry, we had a, a hound dog bump outside. You don't get a lot of sales from refs nowadays. You know, they're all brave and heroic, but uh, fuck that. I like the scaredy cat ref. I liked Earl Happner because he just brought more emotion out of the story. I don't know, kind of. And you know what's wild, man? I saw him him ref matches at UNCW in uh, probably around this time. It would have been like 2006 or 7. And the motherfucker still got booed out of the building. As soon as he got introduced, everybody started screaming, you screwed bet at this point. You know, That's like this was game. 10 years after the fact. Wow. That's crazy. Did he, did he like, ever play up the gimmick that he screwed bet? I think he did a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot of shoot promos and stuff like that after he left WWE. And 
And then he did uh, more Earl bumps at Lula's after the UNCW shows. <laughs> I'm sure. Was Earl Hebner the guy that fell off the bar stool? Yeah, yeah, that was him. My God. Anyway. Number two. I miss the days of old where you could rub someone's blood on your chest, much like a trophy, and it would be the ultimate hillish, disgusting sight that you can see. I, it was what, pretty – it was pretty something. It was disgusting. It was – but it was – you don't see this anymore, obviously, because of COVID. No, it's really because and of other that. things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to do bloodborne illnesses. Abdullah the butcher. Nobody wants to be that guy. No. But anyway, like back then, two thousand eight, nine, whatever it was, when you did that and you wiped it on your face and shit like that, you were the ultimate heel. No one wanted to fuck with you. You were a badass. So I mean, it just it kind of played along with into the storytelling. Go ahead, Aaron. I thought you were gonna say something. No, 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 no. I, I, I was, uh, I, he bled a lot. He did. He, he bled did. a whole lot. He, Kurt Angle was like a gusher. He didn't have like a giant vein. He, he <laughs> just a giant vein. <laughs> he hits that vein hard as fuck. I mean, he is bleeding everywhere. And it, it, once again, it's a visual, but anyway, Samoa Joe, greatest heel. That's number two. Let's go to the next one. Number three. How about that slapping contest between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle? Uh, they were putting, they were not pulling on those slaps, brother. And then you get that side of Kurt on the top rope with the headlock on Joe, and he's just bleeding all over uh, Joe's back. It's just ble- it's just coming and rushing down from his head all the way to Joe's back. It's disgusting. But I mean, it plays into this Kurt Angle being the the top guy in the business, and he is trying to take down the youngest cat. Basically, I mean, he's trying to he's trying to knock Joe down a couple of pedestals because right. Joe at this point is I mean he's had the X division. He title. was untouchable. Yeah, he's trying to get the he's trying to get to the top dog level, and Kurt's trying to bring him down. It was a, a beautiful story and one of the few that TNA told pretty pretty well. I would say. <laughs> I was gonna I, I mean you know how TNA was back. Yeah, then. Oh, I know. Anyway, let's go to my honorable mentions real quick. Joe is a fucking athlete. As big as he is, I mean, 6'2", 282 pounds, Joe's got hops, and he's quick as fucking hell. Yeah, dude. That jumping knee in the corner and then the jumping insiguri with Kurt on the top rope, like, my man could move. Mm-hmm. Like, he could, I mean, he could do suicide dives. He could do the, the jumps and the leaps over the top rope and stuff like that. The dude was untouchable at this point. It's just a shame that TNA fumbled the bag with him, you know. They fucked up. But anyway, uh, Kurt is also known for having neck issues. And he's just like Jeff, man. You have to protect Jeff from himself. And we just talked about this this past Monday. And I remember Mike said something about this. But Kurt taking that muscle buster, it it fucked up Tyson Kidd's neck. So, I mean, it's it's something that you don't want to see Kurt doing. You don't want him to see – you don't want to see him taking spots like that where he's putting his neck in danger. Was, you know? he, so, he – he took this after like having neck surgeries. Oh yeah. So, so Kurt Angle at this point in his career probably has already had two neck surgeries and I'm pretty sure a doctor's already told him to stop wrestling. And if he doesn't, he's going to lose a lot of range of motion in his neck. So him taking bumps like this is just, as you know, it's completely unnecessary. So yeah. I wonder if he, Never mind. I'm not going to go down. Well, whatever. I'll say it. So sometimes when, you know, patients have addiction problems, they get on these like contracts where you're not allowed to get like pain meds. So I wonder if he took these bumps so he can continue getting pain meds. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> it's like a fucking redneck on the job site. Yeah. yeah like, like, he's like, oh man, they won't give me any more Percocets unless I get hurt again. So let me go ahead and just take this. Hey Joe, just, just put me down on my head. <laughs> oh goddamn! Aaron leaves to take the food out of the oven for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike's podcast. Now. I'm just speculating. I'm just spe- Aaron somehow podcast. burned this dinner. <laughs> oh, so I, I hope the I hope the everything's Latino fine. Lasagna <laughs> turns out good. It's Mexican lasagna, son. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh, <laughs> last honorable mention. I fucking, oh, we're still on the honorable mentions? Yeah, we went yes, down a rabbit dude. hole. We, listen, th- th- don't worry about it. Speculative rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate Don West. Last one. He sounds like a shitty car salesman. 
Also, Don's not the sharpest tool in the shed, and I'll tell you why. There's a spot where Samoa Joe counters the ankle lock, and according to Don West, he kicks him in the groin to do that. Now, Mike, I took a few human anatomy and physiology courses, but you're the expert, being a DPT in the group, and I'll ask you, the area directly behind the knee, is that called the groin? No. Okay, so Don West is a fucking idiot. There we go. That's, like, <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Was he was he the color guy or the play by play? Color. Color. Uh, all right. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Cookie. I was trying to watch these matches today in the shed. I turned this one off almost immediately. Really? <laughs> I just like I just like this is just not for me. I don't blame you. I listened to it while I was watching football today, and I listened to the match on mute, and I was just watching the the highlights. You know, just catching that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, TNA fucked this up a lot. But, I mean, this is pretty decent storytelling. Anyway, let's get to the last the last one. Number four. Uh, the action in the very end of this match is moving like a pendulum. I mean, it's back and forth. And after that muscle buster that traded uh, – they traded submission moves back and forth. Angle with his ankle lock, Joe with his coquina clutch. And, dude, watching Kurt take the straps down for the second time and pose in the ring while his face is just completely busted open, complete muda status – I mean, the whole crowd is behind him. Everyone's chanting to make Joe tap out. And then he locks that grapevine on the ankle lock, and it was just tap city for Samoa Joe. Not a bad loss for Joe at this point in his career. It only intensified the story. Uh, they had a few more matches, some including the title and some not. But the promo after leads to a double switch, which is pretty rare and rarely pulled off. But I'm pretty sure, you know, Angle goes heel after this, and Joe goes face. It's a phenomenal match, man. Complete. I thought it was amazing. What do you think, Aaron? I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a very competitive matchup between two very technical wrestlers, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, but it's that, that TNA presentation of it leaves something to be desired. It, yeah, it definitely does. I don't think the blood was necessary for this match. I think it would have been nice for the title. But, you know, uh, that's just the mark in me trying to say that. I don't know. But Right. All in all, this match I think gets uh, four and a half cookies. Oh, okay. So I'm taking out one another five oh, cookies. I match. thought. Yeah, I, yeah, it was like four, four and a half. Dude, Don West just took me out of that match. I fucking hate him so much. So if you have Don West in your match, automatically negative one cookie. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it should be four. It should be a four cookie match because of Don West alone. Time for the highest spot. I, I gave the boy a treat this week. I wanted to give him to keep that boner going. I wanted to give him a sting match. But <laughs> give me a fucking TNA sting match. I gave, well, I gave you a TNA sting match. It's not even a good sting match. Uh, not not one of like Sting's greatest matches ever. But no, uh, we I don't think we've watched the TNA sting match. So I wanted you to watch. We have it. not. We have not. Cookie, did you watch this match live? I, I did watch this match live in there. Why did you give Tobert this match? All the sting it's matches, a good fucking match. I will say that. Because TNA was the only person that posted sting matches on the YouTube yeah. when I was putting together this. this so, program. all right. So, was, I, I saw the link. Though. I've never seen this match. It's a sl Is this a pay-per-view, Slammiversary? Yes. Yeah. It's Slammiversary 2013, right? I've never, I never even heard of this match. Didn't know it existed. But uh, goddamn, if it ain't good, <laughs> goddamn, it wasn't that bad, guys. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. All right, so we got Sting versus Bully Ray, which is Bubba Ray from the Dudley Boys, formerly from ECW. And this is was he Bully Ray his old uh, uh, teammate? No, he was Bubba Ray and like brother Ray. Okay. Cookie, did he become Bully Ray when he joined the Aces and Eights? Yeah. When he went on his yeah. single run, he started becoming like, yeah, Bully Ray. So okay. this is like a biker gang, like uh, yeah. faction, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah. Anarchy was hot faction. at the time, so Bully Ray capitalized on it. Of course, of course. And, and right? So, yeah, and and Mike named his dog after a character on that show. Hey man, Opie was the best character. He really I was. Cried. Yeah, in that episode, Same. and when Opie died, <laughs> I I fucking screamed. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Who was Opie on that show? He was like this, like. I mean, he was 
Do you want me to go like the whole long thing? No, or? no, no. What actor <laughs> played him? I don't give a fuck. Uh, the guy who played uh, Bertier in Remember the Titans. Yeah, Remember the Titans. He's the, the white guy. Strong side, left side, whatever the fuck they say. He, oh, look, man. O- Opie guy. was one of the most genuine guys in the Sons of Anarchy. He was a ride or die brother. He was. He was torn and compelled to follow in his father's footsteps. All right, footsteps. I don't give a fuck. Was- How did Sting do against Bully Ray? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, all right. So, we start off with uh, Sting. Uh, first of all, it- it's Crow Paint Sting with some red accents, right? It's TNA Sting. Do you like that? Don't like it. <laughs> so, are you going to get a Sting? Do you think you can? your next tattoo, can, could it be some Sting makeup where it's like Two-Face and half of it's Crow and half of it's like... <laughs> Oh, that's not a bad idea at all. That might act, actually have to happen. Okay. Um, anyway, good cap so, tat, Tolbert. Yeah, that's a good cap tat. This, this is 2013. Is this, is this post-buckle bomb neck injury, Steve? No, it's before. Right before, okay. That's why he was able to that. work the entire match. Yeah, yeah, because this is a no-holds-barred no match against Bubba Ray. And, dude, he's a stiff worker. He, he's a hardcore dude. Um. I've never seen Sting in a hardcore match before, you know? Like Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, all all the Sting matches I've ever seen are very, you know, straightforward kind of classic matches. Um so that that was interesting to hear and uh so we started off Sting's working the crowd. Uh his attire, I have to comment on that. He looked like a, a dad on vacation. I thought the at same Myrtle thing. Myrtle Beach, like he really? just picked up a free t-shirt from the jet ski rental place. <laughs> <laughs> Down the side. I don't know. Hey, man, I got a rebel, man. They said I'd get 20% (laughs) off my next ride. Uh, But uh, he keeps it on the whole match. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Bully Ray and his biker attire never takes off his vest, by the way. He keeps it on the whole match. (laughs) You you don't take off that cut. You know, that's the code. (laughs) Is Is that a Sons of Anarchy thing? It's yeah, one percenter yeah. thing. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not a biker gang guy. I don't know. I've never. I forgot. Mike used to have a bike, and he thought that he was a biker gang guy. No, I definitely <laughs> didn't. But the I can't lie and say that the the show did not influence me in buying a motorcycle. Did you have like a Harley? It was a cruiser style. It was a Suzuki. I was in college. You bought a Japanese bike. I was in college. I couldn't afford it. I paid cash for that. You bought a Jap bike. You can't say Jap in 2020, dude. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to the match. Good God. <laughs> you want me to go down why I bought the, the no, Suzuki over the Harley? No, I want to watch the. I'm hungry. There's <laughs> a drive shaft. No, it doesn't leak. Doesn't have a belt Shut or a chain. Shut the fuck okay, up. Okay, I'm just saying. It was a good bike. <laughs> he wants to get to that Mexican lasagna. It smells delicious. <laughs> I can smell it over here. Anyway, so... I mean, Bully Ray's going up against the icon, man. He's hyping the crowd. Crowd's fucking hype, dude. I mean, it's Bubba Ray versus Sting. I mean, why wouldn't you be? And it starts off the match with Sting most definitely the upper hand. And you're like, he's got this in the back, dude. He's a fucking icon, man. He's going to death drop him, lock him up, wham, bam, go home, and he's going to fuck his wife. He's going to squash him. (laughs) He's going to put him through a table. (laughs) What? Anyway, and it starts off that way, right? And, man, he is beaten up on Bully, dude. He's even whipping him with his own belt. Dude. Oh. Dude, it's, it's funny because he calls the ring girl over. He's like, hey, hey, honey, come up. Thank you. Let me grab that from you. Thank you. And then just starts whipping the shit out of him, dude. Eventually, Bully gets the upper hand, man, uh, just because he's a big guy. He's not going to take that shit. And he run, goes in on Sting with some tough fucking shots, dude. I mean, stiff, stiff clotheslines. Uh, it throws him over this hop rope, gets him on the outside, just working him hard, dude. Huge chops. At one point, he has him against the announcer's table, just chopping the shit out of him, right? And after a little while beating him up, he just runs backstage, just takes off running, right? Comes back with a chair. All right. Uh, starts beating the shit out of Sting with a chair to the point this thing is so dented in that any shot he's taking is just with the actual yeah. frame of the chair, right? That was wild. Just beating the shit out of him. The whole time I'm like, you can't you can't do that. Like, like um, Sting gets his own shots in, though. He gets a few reversals with a chair, and they just go back and forth beating the shit out of each other with this chair. Uh, but they work it perfectly, man. It, it's it's awesome. And the whole time I'm thinking, it was like, man, I've never seen Sting 
take I mean, I mean i've seen him take punishment man but never this much abuse i know this late in his career i was like what the hell um and this leads to a spot where we, he has bubba ray midway up the ramp outside the ring beating him with the chair he's been you know he's finally flipped it around on him and is this brooke his wife yeah. Bully can, Ray's you, can wife. you explain the brooke hogan love affair uh, that part I tuned out on. I didn't so know. Were they Hogan. lovers? They were lovers. Yeah, that was the whole gimmick. Was said, that he said took... his wife? Oh, they got married. Not in real life, not in real life but I mean, yeah, they, yeah. He stole. Right, that's, that's enough of that. Hey, right. man. <laughs> so that I didn't think that was Brooke Hogan. I didn't really recognize her. Yeah, that's um, Hulk Hogan's wife. They had a whole angle with Hulk no, Hogan. No, not wife. His daughter. His daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um, um, is this after his son killed his best friend in his DUI? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. It is after. <laughs> Why do you, they needed the money, man? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, just, had to, just had to bring that up. Brooke was just trying to become like a yeah. TNA Stephanie. That's all. Well, she's wearing a dress that looks like she's in a, a sausage skin, man. She's got them, she's got them titties popping, man. And, uh, Apparently it's Bubba's wife, and she's like, "Oh my God, Sting, stop beating him!" <laughs> He's beating the shit out of him, right? And, and Sting, being the gentleman that he is, um, is like, "Hey, Brooke, go backstage. You don't need to see this. <laughs> you don't." <laughs> and she doesn't want to turn like her head. So what does he do? He hits him with the chair. He's like, "Well, bam! See, I told you." I'm going to beat the shit out of him. He steps over Bubba, her husband, goes up to her, grabs her face. I thought he was going to kiss her for a second. She probably wanted to kiss him. I would want to kiss him. And he was like, Brooke, <laughs> Brooke, go backstage. Just you don't need to see this, right? Now, I'm, I'm expecting Bubba to come behind him at any moment now. But Brooke decides she doesn't need to see this carnage. She leaves. Uh, he goes back up to finish off Bubba. Bam, Bubba catches him with a low blow. Classic heel low blow right to the dick, right? Yeah, the plums. Right to the plums. We get a little more back and forth, and then Bubba Ray straight pile drives a man. And I saw Sting's head. Do you not see Sting's head just roll off the mat on this first yeah. pile driver? Yeah. I was like, God damn, Bub, please, please don't kill Sting. Yeah, I know. It, it, was, oh, it was rough. It oh, that's Seth Rollins. Cringe, dude. Yeah. yeah, Seth Rollins got to kill him five years from here. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Stiff, stiff pile driver Sting took. And uh, Bubba gives him, I think he knew how stiff it was because he gives him a little time to kind of recover uh, as Bubba sets up for the next spot. Um, and he goes for the pin. Sting, of course, you're not going to just take down the icon with a pile driver. He, he kicks out. Well, Bub, Bubs gets pissed, man, and uh, starts ripping up the mat, dude, exposing the hardwood. And we get an ECW chant. Uh, you know, just going old school, man. He's going hardcore. He pile drives him again on the barewood, this time <laughs> with a little more care. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. It was you still a, a, a good visual. Yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. Goes for the pin. Sting, of course, gets that shoulder up, right? Well, he's like, how the fuck can I put him away, man? We get a little more solid back and forth. Sting taking most of the abuse. Bubba sets up the table. The crowd's been chanting for it the whole time. When I thought about it, how many times have you seen Sting go through a table? I thought about I, zero times. When, never, when I never in my watched life. the match today, yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. I, I've I was never thinking seen back that. on it. I was like, man, I've never seen Singer go through a table. Uh, so he sets it up, man, and we get uh, a, a little foreshadowing, a little uh, kind of like teasing. Um, <laughs> Sting goes for the Singer splash, man, misses it. And this is where he kind of reverses it. Sting reverses it to the classic 10 count in the corner with the punches. This is where he goes wrong because Bubba gouges the eyes, gets him uh, in kind of like a power bomb position, puts him hard right through that table. I mean, so hard. Yeah. It, it looked great. Pin. Yeah, it looked amazing. Sounded amazing. Um, it goes for the pin. Sting, last second, kicks out. Crowd goes wild, man. They go from the ECW chant to the TNA chant. <laughs> <laughs> TNA. Yeah, it doesn't have to give a ring. Like, we didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you think like, fuck, man. There's nothing you can do to put him away. Sting's got this in the bag, right? 
We get a little more back and forth. And then out of nowhere, the fucking biker gang, the cronies break in and wait, wait, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself because Bubba does take a scorpion death drop onto the, the wood. fucking bear wood, to the yeah. wood, on the wood, right before this happens. Sting gets a, 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 a one-two count, kicks out, and then the cronies come in and start just gang beating the shit out of him, right? Mm-hmm. Just beating Sting. You're like, all right, this is over. Wait for the bell, but then you forget this is a no-holds-barred match. So this is, this is legal. They're beating the shit out of him. You know, Sting takes the punishment, and then out of nowhere, dick punch. <laughs> so one, right? And you see him, he's still on his knees. He kind of scoots over. Blah, dick punch. Gets to his feet and just starts kicking everybody in the dick. And uh, I don't know who the crony was that he grabs, but that's, he sends him about 12 feet in the fucking air. To I, the- that's Eric Bischoff's son. Is yeah. He? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he yeah, kind of grabs him by the vest and does like a toss over the rope, but uh, he works it so well. He sells so well that he just kind of, I mean, he leaps like 12 yeah. feet over the fucking rope and flat backs uh, on the entrance ramp. It, it looked like great. a steel ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. And he clears the ring of the cronies just by kicking them all in the dick. And then he goes <laughs> back in on – on bubs you know he's gonna put him away <laughs> he's got a, he, he, he's got him for the one two three and devon fucking pulls the ref out of the ring right at the stroke of the three it's like what the hell D-Von. man so sings pissed man he's worked up he's got the adrenaline flowing man he's still whooping up on on uh on bully right and we see another hill move from Devon, tries to throw a chain into the ring, but Sting intercepts one-handed and bashes Bully in the forehead, man. Puts him out. But, uh, yeah, a little more interference, man. And we get a little more back and forth. We see Sting try to finish off the match after dealing with the outside interferences with uh, Splash off the top rope, but... Bully Ray has a fucking hammer. He comes crashing down. He hits him in the head with a fucking hammer. I forgot about the hammer. And then gets the pin, one, two, three. And, you know, that's the only way he could have finished off Sting. That's the only, uh, only ending I would accept where Sting lost in this match, and that's why I didn't throw my phone. <laughs> you enjoyed it, though, right? It was a great match. It, it, seeing Sting in a hardcore setting like that, man, I was like, Jesus. And he's he's older, man. He's yeah. He worked it well. He's. I mean, it, it was it was a great match. Uh, so let me hear the haiku. All right. Careful, bubs. That's Sting. Sting will kick you in the dick, Ray. You piece of shit. <laughs> Do it this time, not so close to your mic. Oh, was that bad? I'm sorry. Let it was me... just a little modulated. Modulated? I don't even know what that means. Careful, bubs. That's Sting. Sting will kick you in the dick. Ray, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Let's talk about some Christmas Stuff coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll have some some video planned coming up soon. I don't know. I don't know. Last year, I went through a table. How are we going to top that? Well, I don't know. I, well, I don't think you can go through the table. The table broke. True. That's true. Yeah. Maybe we could continue that story. Yeah. Maybe we could continue <laughs> that story. Anyways, thank you for listening to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Yes, Cookie, let me close. No, I'm not going to let you close. Go watch The Grinch by Jim Carrey. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Legendary, absolute amazing movie. Fuck the 2018 Grinch. I hated it. You don't need to modernize shit all the time. God. The Jim Carrey was a modernization of The Grinch. Yeah, it was a... (laughs) What yeah, was it was a live action Grinch? part. It was a live. A- it was a good live action adaption Jesus of the movie. Christ. All the right. cartoon didn't need to happen. Cookie, again. shut up! Oh, I'm sorry. oh, I I yelled so loud that the the bell rang in here. The hound dog. The hound dog started barking next door. Yeah, actually, Thank I just you for thought listening. about it, man. What? 
technically, Sergeant Slaughter didn't have stolen valor because he served for the GI Joes. Thank you for listening <laughs> to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.